Disclaimer, Joss, Jules, and Nevermore are not professional therapists. They will be sharing their personal experiences and advice, but this is in no way a substitute for professional help. There is also a good chance of swearing, tears, and triggering conversations, so listener discretion is advised. Welcome to Slaying Demons, a podcast about facing your fears in life and being the best version of yourself. I am your host, Jocelyn, and joining me as always are my co-hosts, the wonderful Jules and Nevermore. Hello, ladies. Hello. (laughs) How are you two this wonderful pre-Thanksgiving or Thanksgiving Eve, I guess, (laughs) almost-ish? I don't know. You you Americans and your Thursday Thanksgiving is really weird to me. But how are yeah. how are you on Thanksgiving Eve ish? Eve Eve. Well, it's like Eve of Eve. Yeah. <laughs> I, it's so funny because I'm like I talked about uh, you know we should talk about the holidays and Jocelyn goes well why don't we wait till this oh because <laughs> you guys have holidays like now. <laughs> It's like, it's for us, you know, in the United States, it's like everything centers around Thanksgiving as the start of the holiday season. And so like for me, I've done like the majority of my Christmas shopping already because I was just like watching sales and being like, yeah, okay, this will work for this person and that person. Proactive and responsible and mature and stuff. (laughs) Not shopping on December. Organized, (laughs) whatever. She's totally the one out of all of us who's like that. Yeah, I'm I'm the go shopping with her dad on December 24th person. So and I and if I pre-buy it, I lose it before, (laughs) (laughs) and then we have to end up getting something else. (laughs) Well, I mean, you don't see my apartment right now and how messy it is, so I I'm not perfect. Never was like pointing around her I back. Still, I still have this for a reason. We're working on it though. <laughs> I've been going through a whole bunch of stuff. So the goal is eventually there should be a tree behind me for one of the episodes soon because that's where it'll go. Is the little like in between everything? Oh, like a Christmas tree? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, cute. So I was like, get rid of there already the are trees behind you. Nevermore. <laughs> <laughs> Don't look now. <laughs> a Christmas tree in America. We celebrate holidays like Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> we have Christmas in Canada too. I just I was confused <laughs> about Thanksgiving because I forgot because it's not my holiday. But <laughs> it's. I know uh, when you celebrate yours. It always throws me off. Because you guys do it earlier than us. <laughs> yeah, it's actually, it's, I think, the first Monday in October for us. So it's super, super early because you guys are, what, the last Thursday in November? So yep. almost like two months in between our holidays. And uh, I, I'm a little bit jealous of you guys because you, although I'm sure you have the same retail Christmas problem that we have up here that, I mean, like, I even saw Christmas stuff in July in some stores and, but you know, like the majority of them go, okay, as soon as Halloween's over, we bring out the Christmas stuff. And to me, that's way too early. Um, and you guys in the States have a, a, that kind of buffer where you can say like, 
Thanksgiving is its own thing. Therefore, no Christmas before Thanksgiving, you know, so your your Christmas stuff can kind of start on December 1st, as opposed to us where, you know, our Thanksgiving and our, our Halloween, everything is all in October. And then so we have like two months and I'm just like, but you know, we have Remembrance Day or I think it's either, I think it's Veterans Day for you guys. Like yep. before that for me is a giant no-no, but apparently not every retail outlet is as respectful as I am. <laughs> but I don't, so do you, I, I'm envious of your like kind of separation there. Do you guys notice that or is it just all split Christmas all over everything? I well, think it depends you don't, on the stores. Uh. Yeah. And you don't have the whole like Black Friday, like debacle that we have too. They've started We're, that up here and it's a little what? bit, yeah, we don't even have your holiday, but apparently we get your shopping day. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's well, actually it's ridiculous. you're supposed to be off from work on the Friday after Thanksgiving, which is why everybody goes freaking shopping. Yeah, no, it's like, and it's like, we have like Black Friday weeks now too. And I'm just like, this doesn't even make any sense. <laughs> No, you're just yeah. totally you're you're Americanizing your, your yeah exactly last week of November. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. Yeah, and I mean, right now the the I mean everybody everybody around here will basically say uh, I've seen Christmas stuff in September in stores. Trees are up in September. That's a bunch of bull. What you know? And the rule about when does Christmas music become okay mm. to listen to? Yeah, Christmas music for me is a December 1st thing because I love Christmas music so much that I want to get as much of it as possible. So I usually get a good six weeks out of it. I usually start at the beginning of December and then I'll listen to it all the way through, usually for a week or two into January because I'm just like going through withdrawal and I just can't yeah. let go and I just <laughs> refuse to believe that it's over for another year. So I try uh, to let the tree stay up till my birthday in the middle of January because I'm like, oh, <laughs> we're celebrating through. Yeah. He's not, as long as the outside decorations are down so the apartment complex can't complain, mm. he's kind of lenient about the tree as long as it doesn't really go past my birthday so yeah, yeah. that's really funny because for us at least for my parents um because obviously we we share a house with roommates and stuff and and we're and we're not going to be here and I don't think they're going to be here on actual Christmas so I'm not sure how much decorating we're going to do but even then it's like a couple strings of lights but uh for my parents uh, wait you're you're going to notice a difference. It's baby's first Christmas at your house. Yeah, that's true. That you're going to notice yeah. you're going to notice it. Well, huge and we've decorated we have decorated the the inside, but we haven't decorated the outside. Like I don't know how much we're going to do for the outside, but for my parents, they do a lot on the outside and it actually stays up all the way until like probably usually about April, and it's because of all like the snow and the bad the weather. Snow. It you can't really safely take it down. So like they don't turn it on and stuff, but all the lights and right. everything are up like for usually like six months at a time because dad will put them up in October and take them down in like April just because <laughs> the weather is so bad that it's unsafe to be up on ladders in ice storms and such. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. That is funny. Yeah, it's it's a phenomenon. And um, this year I don't, I don't have any Christmas decorations at all. I'm, and so I'm going to have to see if I can maybe snag a couple that are on sale for Black Friday sales because – it will feel weird not having at least a small tree in that's, here. Yeah, that's what I did when I was living by myself is I had uh, like a four foot, three or four foot, like one of those little like mini trees. And they, they're obviously they come pre-lit. I just had like a, you know, it cost me 30 bucks or something at Walmart. 
and uh, just had, you know, one box because that's about all it could hold in terms of ornaments. You know, just one box of those like 30 piece ornaments again from Walmart. And it was enough to be festive for me. And <laughs> my apartment in Halifax was big enough that I literally didn't even like take down the tree. I just picked it up and put it in the room I didn't use. And I was just like, now I don't have to decorate you next year. That's awesome. I just got it out of the living room. I put it in the spare bedroom. See, we used the one that I had when I had my own um, studio apartment. I just bought, I think it's maybe like six feet, but it's like a slender, skinnier one. But it's yeah. still here feels big because we have a small apartment. Mm-hmm. But um, next time I get a tree, because this one, I mean, every time you pull it out, the things fall off and it starts to get all like Charlie Brown looking, you yeah. know. The next time I'm investing in the freaking pre-lit thing. It takes so oh, yes. long to do the lights. And I'm just like... I'm tired of it being separate. I just want to pull it out, be done, and then work on all my ornaments because I have a ton of ornaments that I want to put on it. So I yeah, even I put that. I even put extra lights on it because I find the pre-lit trees aren't lit enough. So I always put extra strings of lights because I like all the shiny glittery stuff. Surprise, surprise, I know. <laughs> But uh, yeah, so uh, if you guys haven't figured it out, this week we are doing a holiday theme for our Demon of the Week this week. So we are going to talk about all kinds of demons that we experience when we go home for the holidays, when we visit family, when we're, you know, maybe we're not home for the holidays. Maybe we're, you know, just celebrating with a partner or by ourselves, but basically any and all demons that we experience as part of the holiday season. So um, I have uh, at least three that I can think of. Two that are going to be fairly easy for me to talk about. A third I haven't decided yet, even at, you know, right in this second, if I'm going to talk about it or not. But um, I have at least three that I can think of. I know, What about you, ladies? Did you have a, have a good time trying to think of all your holiday demons? <laughs> um, mine are a lot different than they used to be. Um, but I definitely, I can talk about something for you, sure. You have one for sure? Okay. Uh, what about mm-hmm. you, Nevermore? Did you, do you have a, a um, demon in your head? I have some that are relatable, but my experience is a little different, I guess, is what I'll say. So okay, I'll just, so we'll, we'll play off of each other. I was going to say, since I have so many, I'll get one right out of the way, <laughs> right off the top. So uh, my first demon, and I did make sure that this was okay with Matt. I double-checked with him before we did the show because it's not about my family, it's about his family. So I didn't want to be like, I'm just going to talk about your family on the show. <laughs> Surprise! <laughs> So uh, basically my first demon or the thing that I struggle with over the holidays is fitting in with your partner's family, especially if it is your like first year or, you know, like there's still that level of uncomfort. Uncomfort is, <laughs> I don't even think that's a word. Uh, you mix two. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, just kind of, uh, first of all, for me, I'm super shy and nervous anyway. So meeting new people is always really stressful. And then on top of that, when there's the added level of, you know, like you are the person that your partner has chosen to bring home for family, whatever's, it's like, oh, I hope they think I'm good enough. Or, you know, especially if the, if they haven't brought home a lot of people in the past, then you're just like, oh my God, so much scrutiny. What if they don't like me? I have pink freaking hair. Like, <laughs> you know, you're just expecting like, oh, this is my girlfriend. And then granny has a heart attack, you know, like, <laughs> so <laughs> I have yes. these kind of anxieties when it comes to 
just fitting in with with my partner's family. And for me personally, this is going to be I Matt and I are coming we've been together for a year and a half, so this is our second Christmas together. So we're going to um like see all the family and we've had many, many family events. We've had birthdays, we'd have other holidays. So you would think that by now I would be used to it. Um but, but the thing is like whatever issues you may or may not have with your family, if you get along really well with your partner, there's a good chance that your partner is going to have those issues too. So then it's like added anxiety and added like problems potentially. So I, have you guys ever had any issues, you know, fitting in with your partner's family? Oh gosh. Yeah. <laughs> and I actually, I, I can actually talk about my, uh, my first husband's family. Cause it's very similar mm-hmm. to what I was going through in my previous marriage. Um, yes, I've been married twice. I don't talk about that a lot, but yes, I've been married twice. Um, and my first husband's family, his dad was like the sweetest guy in the world. And his mom was kind of a martyr. Like mm. she, everything happened to her and she kind of put herself into this thing. And she had this vision of like, everything had to be perfect for Christmas. So she decorated everything like to the nines and we had to make cookies and decorate them because that was part of the tradition. Mm And, um, and if there wasn't anything like if things didn't fit into the, the normal traditions, the way that the family had done them, it was like this big stress ball for her. Um, with, because they had, there were three sons and they all had spouses and they all had things going on. And there was just like, you've got all these moving parts. Everybody's kind of wanting to do their own thing. And sometimes they didn't want to like everybody go see how the, the Grinch stole Christmas, yeah. you know, but that was the thing that everybody did because that's what the family decided. And yeah. it's tough. Like, you know, I've got, I say- didn't like her. <laughs> I just didn't like her. And so, you know, and tell us how you really feel. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, I did not like that woman at all because she was just, she was overbearing. Yeah. And he was, he was her youngest son, which was like the bait, you know? And, um, so nothing was ever good enough for her. And so he would be trying to balance between like resenting his mom for how she acted towards him and also trying to make me happy. And I'm going, why do you put up with this bullshit? You know, (laughs) obviously the marriage didn't work out, but but it is stressful. Um, even when the dynamic is relatively good. Well, and that's the thing. I have a fantastic relationship, especially with, uh, Matt's mom. I have a really, really good relationship. I, I, enjoy spending time with her. I think she's, she's a wonderful person. She's this, she's this little teeny tiny ball of energy and she's always so happy and so positive. Like, I mean, we, his family went through a very, very rough time kind of this time last year. And it was specifically her side of the family. And even then she was still like, she wasn't necessarily happy and bubbly, but she was still like positive and, you know, she's just, so she's this amazing woman and I, and I love her to death, but even then it's like, it's just hard to be around them because it's, it's like being around, especially with a very happy and close knit families. It's like being around 
like uh, your partner's friends from high school or something, you know, these really tight knit close groups of people. And it's like, you're new, you're the outsider. You don't get all the jokes. You don't, you know, like know who all the people are and all the conversations. Like I'm still struggling to remember like names of cousins and aunts and uncles. And I'm terrible with names anyways. So (laughs) that just kind of compounds the issue. But you um, always feel like this outsider. Yeah. Like left out, but you know, you, you know, they're trying, but at the same time, they can't, you know, change all their conversations and all the things that they say and do just because, you know, there's a new person in the room. It's just kind of like, all right, catch up. You've been here a year already. Let's go. So, mm-hmm. and that's, yeah. so that's kind of what I struggle with is, you know, feeling like, what role do I play with them? Like, you know, how, how am I supposed to interact? Like what, what is, too familiar because this is obviously a very intimate family setting. So, you know, like, can I go pick up the two-year-old and play with her? Or is that like, why are you touching my child, you strange woman? <laughs> like, <laughs> so, you know, like, it's all these kind of things that, that I really struggle with um, being in a, a new family situation because, like, mm-hmm. you don't really know what's appropriate and and every family's different too so I can't even say like oh well you know the the boyfriend's family that I met when I was 23 like I'm sure everything I learned there will transfer over like maybe not (laughs) because some families are huggers and some families are not (laughs) sometimes in the same family you have huggers and non-huggers and yeah so (laughs) be like my family in New Jersey and everybody kisses each other on the mouth oh (laughs) that would be unexpected (laughs) Yeah, that is an interesting, like, you know, that's that. And that is a weird, like when my, my grandmother comes up and gives, you know, gives me a kiss on the mouth and then she would do that to my husband. <laughs> He's just like, whoa, okay. And uh, it's like, <laughs> that's what they do in New Jersey. And so it's just, yeah. <laughs> and I, like I forget. I like it in it. Like all it's, of New Jersey. <laughs> it is. It's like that for every, every part that I know. So, but you know what, what I've realized, and I think maybe this helps a little bit is that most of the time when everybody gets together as a family, the only real common ground they have is the past. Hmm. And that is the memories and the traditions and the things that they've established over time. And when everybody gets together, yeah, you're kind of getting updates on what's going on, but your familiarity and your, your familiar territory is like, do you remember the time when Jimmy dropped the turkey and yeah. as he was coming out of the oven and everybody goes, oh, my God, that was the worst. And we had to eat Chinese food. And, you know, so, <laughs> and you're just kind of then, sitting there going, yeah, that Jimmy, what a klutz prankster. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, we don't like Jimmy Jocelyn. So oh, now, damn it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so I just I feel I think, a lot of the times, especially when I'm such an introverted person, that if I do speak up, it's like, oh. I just put my foot in my mouth. Okay, I'm going to be quiet again for the next hour. <laughs> so maybe something to help with that a little bit is like when they bring up those those um, memories is to say, you know, to ask them a question about it. Mm-hmm. Like to, you know, like, hey, um, you know, when they give Matt some ribbing about somebody that, you know, from his past or something like that, and you're like, Ooh, do I, is this something I need to know more about? You know? <laughs> oh, <laughs> whenever it's about, story. yeah, whenever it's nuggets about Matt. Oh, trust me. I dig on those stories. <laughs> yes. Good. Good. We but, he, you know, <laughs> he is also pretty much perfect all the time. And so that, you know, there's not as many 
funny stories of Matt being silly, unfortunately. <laughs> oh, there's got to be some. <laughs> oh, I'm sure. Yeah, there, I'll have to ask his mom. <laughs> so that's a great like, conversation. I'm, trying, I'm then... trying to prove a point. Can you tell me a story of when Matt was silly or stupid at a family gathering? <laughs> Something really embarrassing and juicy would be preferred. <laughs> <laughs> That sounds like the perfect discussion over dinner. Yeah. It does. <laughs> but then you've now joined in part of the conversation. And mm-hmm. yeah, but I totally get what you're saying because there's that constant like, can I go home now? Am I allowed to go home now? Well, and especially as as an introverted person, like I feel uncomfortable outside of my nest anyway. <laughs> so, you know, like then when you when you add social situations and high pressure situations on top of that, it's just kind of, and then then I feel bad because I'm sitting there thinking, it's not that I don't like you. It's me, it's not you, but yeah. I am getting to the point where I need to leave. <laughs> where you just start like backing away and you're yeah. like yeah, I am the rebuild. one who you will find with the cat every yes. time. Yes, you migrate to the animals. Yes, that's me too. <laughs> I was well, I was gonna say because like you guys are talking about your experiences, and so growing up, we would always go to like my aunt's house. Like that was the big thing. Um, it was kind of just come as you are because like they know multiple people come. Whatever, it's kind of just a bring stuff. Like they'll send out the list of who's bringing what. It's just kind of a big potluck thing. Um. And, like, tons of kids, tons of family, tons of people you don't know. And I do the same thing where you kind of slink off, whatever. And I noticed, like, you know, through middle school, high school, that I would kind of go do my own thing. Whereas a kid, you run around, you don't care. But then you start to notice the awkwardness of, like, <laughs> oh, I remember this person for the past four years, but I've never talked to them, you know. <laughs> yep. um, and just, like, uh, getting through all that stuff. But that house didn't have animals because it was all the people <laughs> coming and going. So there was none of that. But now in the past couple years... Um, we either stay here cause my family's local. Mm-hmm. So, um, we either, we used to, the first couple of years we were together, we would go to my aunt's house, but now we don't do that anymore, which I'm kind of glad about cause there's always huge, weird, awkward situations. Um, <laughs> but we'll do stuff like Thanksgiving and Christmas with my family, which is just my mom, my grandma, my twin sister, her husband and my niece. Um, and then Ben and I, and then, Every other year or so, we will do one of the holidays with his family in California. And I feel like I'm kind of lucky, like, listening, because, like, I think about everybody else's kind of horror stories. And, like, my family adores him. Like, my mom and everybody, they love him. My niece loves him. Um, and his parents, who we go see, it's, it's usually just us there. And it's, we go, we travel, we stay the night we can sleep in as long as we want. Like there's no like obligation of time. (laughs) We'll watch a movie and have a nice dinner. And like, it's nothing. Neither household is over the top, fancy, crazy prep. It's very relaxed and laid back and calm. And I enjoy that. So the times that we do have to go to family where it's a little bit more extended, that's where the awkward, (laughs) this starts for me. Like we just spent, um, we went out to like a lunch thing, but it's the same relative I have trouble with at holidays. And we saw this person and they're like, we walked in and my sister told me later, she's like, oh, your sister's hair is very aquamarine or something like that. And I was just like, yep, sounds like her, like judging right away, <laughs> like making comments. And she she's done that since we were in middle school. You know, we would go, we'd have to go on a camping trip with her and my family member and 
they would be like, oh, well, we're camping. Why do you have to put on makeup or something? And it's like, we're freaking teenagers. We don't know. Like, you know, <laughs> and she, like, she just makes digs of like, well, okay, this is showing age and stuff, but they're like, why are you being such a Spice Girl kind of thing? And it's like, you know what? Like, that was what made us comfortable at the time. Like, we felt like we needed that from middle school. And it's just like, don't judge me. Like, so we just, we've gotten over it where we're just like, oh, she's going to be there. Oh, well, we'll just avoid and like go around. And yes. Yes. So I'm very lucky in that we normally do very small holiday things between both mm-hmm. our families. So I yeah. can't, I can't help you there with all the, the questions <laughs> and stuff. <laughs> it's uh, you know, it, it's, it's a challenge, but you know, it's, it's also your partner's family. Mm-hmm. and it's part of their lives and the things that they want to share with you. Um, so, you know, it's what causes a lot of stress, especially for the introverts in the world. <laughs> um, wait, just as you said, I'm in my nest, I'm happy and comfortable in my nest, and now I'm being forced into a group situation of awkward conversation for three to five to six hours, depending on what your group dynamic is like. Yeah. And boy, they're, it's they're tough. long, they're extended, and they're also uh, fairly far away. They are significant drives away. I'm I'm lucky yeah. in that Matt is very similar to me in personality, and you know he will he will do a longer drive in order to you know get us home the same night. So, but they are a good like three to four hours away from us. So, uh-huh. you know, like generally we'll end up staying at least one night away from home over there with them. And so they, yeah, they're, they're extended gatherings, <laughs> which, yeah. you know, it is fine. And, and like I say, all of, they are all very, very, very nice people and they are all very accepting. It's not, has nothing to do with it. Like them, them and their personality. It's a hundred percent on me and my personality and, and things that I'm thinking that they're thinking about me because like Matt's not only he's, um, well, I guess he's not the only son anymore, but um, he's the the only son in the first, like in his parents' marriage. So he has two sisters yeah. from his parents' first marriage and him. Um, and he's very much like he he wasn't around a whole lot. He went away to school. So it's very much like, oh, Matt's here. And it's like, oh, my God. Yay, Matt. Woo. So he's very much like very loved and very much the favorite and that kind of stuff. And so to, uh, to then be the partner of the much loved sibling is kind of like, ah, no pressure. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and that's the thing, you know, when you don't feel comfortable in your own skin, that's yes. the hardest part oh, of yeah, it. You, like you, it's me, it's me, it's me. <laughs> yeah. And it's, you know, and it's just like, you can't just say, well, Jocelyn, just relax. No, you're, you're outside your comfort zone. You're, you're stressed out and feeling on display. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, just, I, I would say for you, acknowledge the fact that, you know, you're on display, but that there's no pressure in that respect. You know what? Just be being yourself and comfortable in that to, you know, you're not going to, you're not going to do something that's going to offend somebody on purpose. Mm -hmm. And if you did something that offended someone, you know, with, by accident, then you can always just, you know, sorry, 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 your way out of it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I am really, really good at the stories. You really are. And it's amazingly cute. (laughs) I'm wondering how cute it is for like a whole room of people to do it. (laughs) 
literally all our conversations are up in Canada is just, oh, oh sorry. Oh, did I talk over you? Oh, sorry. Sorry. Oh, oh, no, I'm sorry. It was, it was my fault. Sorry. I forgot to tell you about a story about sorry from BlizzCon Disneyland. I, oh, I, the, I have to tell this now because. Okay. Okay. So all day, like, you know, you're walking around, you're like bumping into people in line, you know, waiting for the rides and stuff. So we were all like apologizing. Well, we got to this one part where we're like off of snow or um, is it Sleepy Beauty's castle or Disney? I don't the, know. Whatever castle. castle. Yeah. Right. So Cinderella's we're kind of castle. off. Okay. Cinderella's. So we're off to the side in like a little area there. And I forget where we were on our way to, but it wasn't like a main part. And like, they have those older shop windows that used to have a whole bunch of display, but they don't anymore. Anyway, we were apologizing for bumping into each other and like joking about it, how we were sorry. And I tripped into Nymphadora and Nymphadora accidentally pushed Marcone in and he like landed on a glass window. Like he hit it really hard. And I was like, watch, that's what happens is somebody's going to get really hurt because we're apologizing to each other. Just stop. (laughs) So I had you in my mind as I was saying that. And then when he like almost got hurt falling through like a glass pane of window, I was like, that'll teach us. Sorry. (laughs) Sorry, indeed. Oh, man. All right. So we've pretty well covered uh, my first holiday demon. Jules, do you want to do you want to give us a rundown of yours? Mine is pretty um, it's not severe, um, but it's it's definitely one to be acknowledged. And um, Thanksgiving being on this Thursday marks one year to the day of the intense changes that initiated 2016. Like it Mm -hmm. started on Thanksgiving night of 2015. And I haven't, it's it's not an upsetting milestone at any, by any means. It's not like, I'm not upset. I'm not devastated. It's not that it's just very introspective time. Mm. Um, and so what I've been, I mean, I guess what I've just been thinking a lot about what has happened in 365 days. It's yeah. It's been a lot of changes for you. (laughs) A lot of changes. And you know, so I'm, I'm not someone who typically tends to mark anniversaries, but I find myself like going after or marking this one and, and just, and and just kind of checking the boxes off to say, you know, this is what I've learned. And so, um, this week I decided on Twitter that I was just going to start posting some of the life lessons that I've learned this year because I've learned so many of them Mm -hmm. from, Having everything change, having, um, you know, just my life as I knew it is no longer there. And so, um, and out of the fire came this really amazing situation that I'm in now. Um, my dad called me on Saturday and I had plans to go out to New Jersey to, to be with my family the second week of December, planning to like not go over Thanksgiving and then like not go over Christmas, but like go in the middle so that it covers both holidays. Okay. And he was like, do you want to come home for Thanksgiving? Do you have some place to go? And I'm like, yeah, I do. I'm fine. I've got people to hang out with and do things with. And he was just like, well, but are you okay? Cause he knows. Yeah, obviously. And, yeah. and I was just like, he's like, do you want to be with the family? And I'm like, I don't need to be, you know, it's like, I'm okay with that. And it was like a big deal because I could literally just be like, you know, completely devastated. Like, you know, this is a bad memory, but it really isn't. 
And so I've been acknowledging the things like I've acknowledging the bad stuff and then I am celebrating the good stuff. And that's been a really good process for me this week. Um, to say that's a big demon that was sitting there Mm -hmm. and that had to be slain and it had to be overcome. And it's not done yet. Like it's not completely cleared, but boy, I'm past a whole lot of it. It went from like big giant Godzilla demon to like itty bitty small little imp. (laughs) It's like the little tiny Diablo in your chat stream. (laughs) He's like a little rar and that's it. (laughs) And it is, you know, it's so nice to be able to, to look at that. And, um, I don't know if many people who are, you know, cause the holidays bring up a lot of shit for yeah. a lot of people. And I don't know how comfortable people are with acknowledging that there is shit to deal with. Mm-hmm. And so I hope that I can at least say I'm looking at it, I'm examining it and, and I'm just saying, you know what, I'm, it, it, I'm, I, I know you're right there and it's okay because you're not going to take me down. So. You know what? The, it, it's so funny that you mention just the, acknowledging your shit because yeah. <laughs> when Jill, so Jules, when she she pitched the story to me today, saying like, "Okay, let's talk about holidays and talk about holiday demons," and I was like, "Well, okay, but I don't really think I have any." And then I kind of sat and thought about it, and I'm like, "Hang on a second, <laughs> <laughs> I actually have like some really." big ones <laughs> now that oh. now that I sit and think about it and it's not something I think that people do a lot of the times I think there are a lot of I guess almost jokes of memes on the internet that all oh, the holidays are here you know like blah 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 and just people joking about like how they're they're hard or awkward or whatever and sometimes you're not sure okay are you doing that because you want to try to fit in and say like okay yeah everyone's family is terrible my family's terrible too or is it like are, do you have legitimate problems? Are you legitimately trying to fix them? Or, yep. you know, like, you know, what's serious, what isn't, who's actually evaluating what's going on and who's just trying to fit in. And I think actually looking at, because this is something I, I never really looked at for me because I was like, I love my family. My family's a shit. I love my parents. They are great. Yep. So, you know, like I never even sat down and thought like, okay, do I have issues tied to the holidays? Turns out, yeah, I do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I really, really do. Um, and I guess, uh, speaking of family issues, because that's, uh, the, my, my next two demons are, are family oriented. Uh, the one I'm going to talk about for sure is my dad. So, Mm -hmm. uh, if you guys have been, uh, following me for, uh, crap, I can't even remember how long it's been now. Three years, I think. Um, Mm -hmm. my dad had a brain aneurysm (laughs) and damn it. No, no sadness. (laughs) No, it's okay. He is fine. He is fine. Um, But when he had the brain bleed, it uh, kind of, I don't, he basically hasn't been the same person, Mm -hmm. which is weird. Like, he's not overly different, but he's not the same. So it's, it it makes the holidays awkward and weird sometimes because um, before... (laughs) He was a such just a caring, loving, soft-spoken person. And now sometimes he's just like mean (laughs) and sometimes not tolerant, I guess. Like um, when he talks about stuff like race and sexuality, which again, very hot button issues right now. 
Yeah. It just, like, half the time I'm sitting there, and, and Matt's experienced it too, and Matt calls it cringeworthy, but it's just like, is this actually what you think? Because I've never heard this before your brain exploded. I literally never heard you talk like this. Mm-hmm. Have you ever been able to ask him that question? Uh, we don't, (laughs) we're wasps. We don't talk about things. (laughs) Yeah. We drink. (laughs) So. We drink our feelings. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So, and that's another thing is that he has this really like, um, maybe like a YOLO lifestyle for lack of a better term. Like he never used to drink heavily. Now he drinks really heavily. And I don't know if it's like. I almost died. I was in like intensive care for two weeks. So now I just, you know, like every day's a gift. I'm going to do whatever the hell I want. It's my life sort of thing. And then so I don't know if he's like sharing opinions he's always had, which I don't want to believe. Or if he is changed, like chemically, mentally wiring changed. Mm -hmm. And I don't know how to deal with that. Yeah, and uh, you know we, we were we talked a little bit about this before the the show uh, this week, so um, so we knew what Jocelyn was going to bring up, <laughs> and I thought I thought about this a little bit, and you know obviously knowing that you guys don't talk about feelings, but do you tell stories? We do, like we tell stories, and we've always had very open conversations in the past about politics. Um, and my politics are directly related to my parents, although my mom is a lot more vocal than my dad is, but I'm, I'm fiscally conservative and socially very, very liberal. And a lot of that aligns pretty much perfectly with my mother. And, um, I, and again, like my dad never really, um, talked about it too, too much. We always had discussions when there was an election coming to say like, okay, well, who are we voting and why? And, you know, like, have you heard about this thing or did you hear this in the news? And did that influence you? Yay or nay? And we as a family very much went into each election and it's, it's completely shaped how I vote as, as neutral parties. Like we are not conservatives. We are not liberals. We are not, you know, NDP or green party or whatever. In Canada, we have this crazy system where we have multiple parties. So, (laughs) but, um, we go in and we look at each issue and we say, okay, how does this affect us? How, you know, what's going to happen if we vote A, B, C, or D? And uh, so we always had very open conversations about a lot of these issues. And my dad never, it, like, he would say, like, when, when, so when I was growing up, it was in the 90s, and he would say stuff like, oh, that's retarded or, and it was language that we would all use. And that would pretty much be the extent of it. Or sometimes there would be, you know, like a joke that would be kind of borderline inappropriate. But again, it was, you know, like 25 years ago. So the kind of climate was different then. And it just seems like, um, it's more and more and more now, like, and he repeats the same jokes that really aren't funny and no one around him is laughing, but he either doesn't notice or doesn't care. And, you know, like, and we had, I guess, uh, I'm trying to, I don't know. I don't know if it was Easter. It was definitely a family gathering anyways. Um, might've even been last Christmas and we were kind of having a conversation and it was specifically about, um, black lives matter And, Mm -hmm. like, I was trying to explain (laughs) to my dad 
about like, you know, how like racial profiling is bad and, you know, like not all black people are bad people. And it seemed like he wasn't, he was like, no, but this keeps us safe. And I'm like, who are you? Yeah. <laughs> like uh, the conversations that uh, f- four years ago n- never would have happened because yeah. like, and it just seems like he is now closed minded almost but again, th- this is this is not my dad, <laughs> which is yeah. so hard. <laughs> I think, you know, so w- what I'm hearing, uh, the solution that comes to my mind here is that it's a it's a change in the way that you have a discussion with him. Yeah. And it's about <laughs> having it's no, it's OK. Mm-hmm. It, this is really hard. And um, when you think about your your relationship with your parents, it, it's always been a certain way. Like, you know, you, they, they tend to be more interested in what's going on in your life and your, and that kind of thing, because you're their kid. And I found that as I got older, I didn't ever really understand or know a lot of the history of my parents. And so I started asking them a lot of questions about, and just like conversational questions, like, what was it like for you when you went to school? And, um, you know, things of that nature when you are trying to learn more about where they're coming from as a person. So when you say like, this isn't my dad, um, if you can think about a topic that would say, this is who I think my dad is, you know, whether it's his career or, um, what he, what he used to do for work or what he does for work and to get him talking about it Mm -hmm. and to start to have him, because I think what it's, what's happening is that you're, he's coming at you with opinions, but there's no dialogue necessarily. And maybe he's, maybe he's been in a position for as many years where, you know, he's just like, screw it. I've been mute this entire time and not saying how I really feel. And now I've known what it's like to not, you know, Life to is almost too short. die, like yeah, <laughs> that's that's Life definitely not short, an exaggeration. It's too short for me to waste my opinions. <laughs> yeah, and so, um, well, and I mean, like uh, we do, we talk. I I talk to my parents like once a week on the phone, and um, when we're actually at family gatherings, like we we do, we talk about they're building a new cottage. We talk about the new cottage. They're you know, we talk about work. We talk about my work. We talk about their work. You know, like there, it's. That when we're one of the families that have extended family gatherings, they usually get there at like two o'clock in the afternoon. Don't leave at ten o'clock at night till ten o'clock at night. So, I mean, like we have extensive family gatherings, and there are many, many conversations that that happen. But again, like I, I don't know if it's tied to the brain thing or the drinking or what, but it's just yeah, some of the things that come out of his mouth. I'm just like, dude, <laughs> like yeah. that's not okay. Other people other than you that are there? Like, Great have question. you talked to other family? Like, I mean, obviously, you're not going to walk around and be like, oh, my dad, blah, blah, blah. Like, do you feel, <laughs> you know what I mean? But, I love how you're like, like obviously, you're not going to talk around about my dad, blah, well, blah, blah. Yeah, Here I am telling it on a podcast. Like, <laughs> well, I mean, you're not going to go start rumors or whatever. Yeah. I mean, obviously, you'd eventually probably bring it up to him, but have you. Like, has your mom ever acted, reacted, like, shocked like you when he's saying these things or other family, like, where they're noticing that it's different? Or do you think it's just something, like, that it was how he felt, but like you said, mm-hmm. it could just be the brain stuff? Like, does I'm, she seem to notice anything different? 
she, yeah, I think she definitely has noticed a change in him too. Um, and I think um, for the most part, a lot of it is just language. You know, the, mm. the, the language that he uses, I think I'm now more sensitive to and more aware of just because of, you know, well, what I do for a living. I'm, <laughs> language is basically what I do because this is how I communicate and it is my job to communicate. Yeah. So, you know, I'm, I'm very much aware of what's going on and what's socially acceptable and how I should be carrying myself in, in a professional manner. And, you know, like he is a product of his generation. And, you know, so I, even if I take a lot of the language out of it, um, there's still a lot of um, jokes that aren't really jokes and and things of that nature and, and potentially just opinions that I'm kind of like, I don't ever remember you talking like this before to the point that in some cases it's even like, I know you have voiced the opinion, the opposite opinion in the past. So like what's going on? Have you ever <laughs> and, challenged and, it? Yeah. Well, yeah, this is, <laughs> we got, we got into a very heated argument to the point Matt left um, about well. like, about the whole the Black Lives Matter movement and, and all the rest of it. Like, gotcha. yeah, the, I, don't, <laughs> I don't stay quiet when it comes to my family. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I yeah. just... It, this is a situation, too, where a lot of people deal with this opposing opinions. Yours is, is unique because it's not the dad that you grew up with. Yeah, like there, there is literally an event <laughs> in his life that feels like made him a new person and, and I don't think a better person and it's, it's hard <laughs> and it's, it's actually funny that I call it an event because that's literally what they call it. They don't even, my, my mom won't even say what happened to my dad. They just call it the event. <laughs> they don't even talk about it. <laughs> well, and it's probably... I mean, it's very scary, a realization of the person that you knew might not fully be that person anymore. And it, that's going to be like a weird change, not just for you, but for her who's with him all the time, you know? Yeah. So not knowing yeah. if that's the point of occurrence or not. I mean, obviously, if there's a change and you are noticing that she's noticing, then maybe there is a little more behind the scenes and she just doesn't want to share it uh, yeah. with you. Um, yeah. but I, think, I agree yeah. with Jules where you just kind of maybe bring it up in like a challenging way or the story thing, you know, mm -hmm. see if you can, if you're really that, I mean, interested in knowing, cause it obviously means a lot to you to find out, mm -hmm. um, figure out which route is best to do that with, I guess. Yeah. yeah. And we're going to talk about no that a, a little bit later, just about, you know, um, talking about different viewpoints and, and how to bring these things up. Um, but yeah, I yeah. just, uh, for me, it's, it's the change. That's the roughest. It's, it's not even necessarily like, I feel like if there was, um, like the, <laughs> the old racist uncle slash grandfather person in my family, if that, you know, that's kind of the, so one of those social media jokes I was talking about, like, yeah. if you, like, if I had that figure in my family, I feel like I would be able to deal with that so much easier than my kind, compassionate father having something happen to him and not being kind and compassionate anymore. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And there's no solution for yeah. it. You know, it's, it's well, and just... especially if it's chemical, like, and that's almost yeah. what I'm the most afraid of is like, if it's, if it's just a, a view, it's something I could potentially change. But if something has 
like short circuited in his brain. I can't fix that. And I'm a fixer. <laughs> yeah. And that is, that is devastatingly hard. And so it's something you have to face every holiday when you go. And yeah. <laughs> I can't, and, you know, it's just, there's no, there's no solution to give except just compassion. I know it's tough. Sorry. It's very tough. No, it's okay. You're okay. This is it's this a is a subject. really difficult subject, and I'm really glad that you brought it up because, um, you know, it's probably one of the first times you've ever spoken it out loud outside of talking to Matt about it. I don't even really talk to Matt about it. I don't talk to I don't talk to anybody about it really. Yeah. So it's really brave of you to bring it up and to acknowledge it because it it gives it a voice. And, you know, when you are stressing about going to see your parents and, you know, spending time with them and you know that this is going to be a challenge as part of your conversation. Um, but there's, there's nothing, there's nothing worse than feeling, feeling powerless, which is exactly what you feel. Yeah. Can't fix it. Huh, so nevermore. Do you have anything <laughs> you want to talk about while I try to decide if I can even talk about my third one? <laughs> um, well, okay, so I kind of already talked about how our families are a little different, um, so I'll skip to that. Um, every year we get invited to a local um, holiday party, which is just, they call it Yule, and it's fantastic, and there's tons of people, and it made me think of this because you were talking about um, being around people who have all the stories, and they know each other and all that. Um, the people who host it, there's like a close-knit group of friends who have been friends since early middle school, maybe even earlier elementary school, um, throughout high school. Now they have families together. Um, very sweet, wonderful people. It's a welcoming, huge environment. Um, we love to go. and But I find myself in the same thing where it's always overwhelming. There's so many people I always kind of, there's like a kind of a corner where they have the couches and I always kind of migrate to the same corner. Um, their dog is always out and she's amazing and she's a pit boxer mix and like she just wants to love on you and lay in your lap and she's, it's great. Um, but same thing, I feel like we don't know all these stories and we aren't there all the time. And we actually, um, they do a, the ladies do like a gift swap thing and I was invited to do it. And I am so elated that I'm included. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, it's like, I feel like since last year, my involvement with all of them has been so little. Like, I feel bad being a part of it. And I, I like, I thought about it and I thought about it. And, she, you know, she's like, I need to add you if you want to do it. And I'm just like... I feel terrible saying no, but at the same time, like, I don't want to add a burden to someone else who's like, I don't really know this person, you know, and this is like the second or third year and I really don't know them. Now I have the stress of buying them something, you know, and I was just like, it's just easier for me to not do it, even though I felt guilty and I want to, like, it sounds so dumb, but I just, I don't know. I, I you feel unwelcome. No, because they're very nice and I just, I don't know. I'm, they're very, like, everybody gets each other little gifts and things, like, on top of the little gift swap. Um, they do, like, a little present for each family type thing, and they always get us stuff. And, I mean, they're little things, but it's the thought that counts. So I, I love being a part of it. 
but just the gift swap. Cause I did it. I think I did it last year and I loved it, but I had a person I knew from that group. So it was a lot easier for me. And I just felt like I was being a burden to another person for it. So I decided to sit it out this year, which I feel bad about, but we ended up doing um, a raid team swap thing, which I felt way more comfortable participating in. So because you know, those people, Mm -hmm. yes, even though I'm not with them all the time, like I feel like even somebody who I might not know as well, like what they would like and stuff, I feel like I still know them more. Mm -hmm. So I don't know because they (laughs) do so many local things throughout the year and I just feel like I don't go to them. I don't know. So that's kind of an awkward thing for me. It's funny that you say with the raid team, like how you don't necessarily know what they want and stuff. That secret Santa questionnaire that Ro put together is the most thorough questionnaire I have ever (laughs) filled out in my life. It was like, what's your favorite color? What's your favorite movie? It, Name no, three color, of your favorite brand, and, bands. Color like, and candy were not even on there. Like, that's oh. normally, like, what's your favorite color? What's your favorite candy? There's always, like, the five basic, like, Secret Santa questions. There so was like, literally, like, 30 questions on this questionnaire. It was insane. Wow. <laughs> Which, by the way, every question I was like, Ben, what did you put for this? <laughs> not, not so you wanted. didn't get duplicates? Not that, no, not that I wanted to copy him, but like every question, like I felt more and more like I didn't know myself. And I was like, I know, (laughs) like, I don't know what you put for this. What did you put, honey? And finally, like, I'd answer one, skip a couple, be like, oh, I can answer. Because I told him, like, I have my name and my email. And I nailed those. dating he would go to bed reading so I'm like I'm gonna go to bed reading well I've trained my brain that reading means bedtime so I fall asleep like right away like on the first page so I'm really bad about it so I'm like who's your favorite author I'm like well shit so I was like Edgar Allan Poe because reasons <laughs> like, I don't know current stuff because I haven't been doing anything yeah but the other one I felt like he did a really good job coming up with a variety of mm-hmm. questions for that. So yeah, you, you definitely aren't, you don't know what you're <laughs> going to get, but I just, yeah, that questionnaire just made me laugh so much. I was like, wow, and this is, you have to sit down and think about this for like a half an hour. This is not a little questionnaire. But when I finally answered it, I felt like more weird about my own self. Cause I was like, my answers are totally ridiculous. I feel bad <laughs> for whoever's getting me a present. <laughs> Oh, uh, I'm sorry. Funny. That was that was a total tangent, but I just I I had to I had to laugh. <laughs> no, that's totally fine. But I just I wanted to kind of relate on the whole being in a situation uh, like a party situation like mm-hmm. that where you kind of feel a little uncomfortable because our I mean our family stuff is not really like that anymore unless we do a really really extended extended family yeah. thing. So well, and it doesn't it doesn't necessarily have to be family things. It can be anything about the holidays. There's there's a lot of people that have a lot of different feelings around the holidays, and and I'm lucky in that a lot of my if not all of my memories of holidays. I'm a very holiday-oriented person. My mom celebrates the crap out of everything. She loves making cakes. She loves making a big deal about (gasps) stuff. She loves singing and, you know, like, decorating. She's just, you know, holidays for me, I don't have any negative connotations for. So, I mean, there's there's lots of stuff outside of just, you know, family issues and, and 
Turns out that's that's what my demons are, is some of the family stuff that's tied to, to holidays. It's not necessarily, you know, holidays themselves, but a lot of people get really sad at this time of year because of, you know, things that, that have happened or, or things or people that they've lost and, and changes that have happened. And I think, Jules, your your approach to it is is kind of is really healthy, you know, to acknowledge that, you know, you have changes and potentially sad feelings and, you know, that it mm-hmm. could have been a big bad, but... You know, you turned it into a positive instead, and I think that's that's great. I'm kind of celebrating the fact that I don't have to have bad, stressful holidays anymore because I used to, and it would just be something I would dread every year. And um, I don't have to dread them anymore. I can actually start creating my own new traditions, which is kind of Yay. a nice thing. And I don't know if I'm ready to do that quite <laughs> yet, but it's like the option is there. Which is awesome. I mean, I, if you want to like log in later in the night and like destroy some people in games, like I'm totally up for that. If we want to make a new tradition, <laughs> just saying. We should play heroes and just wear holiday skins. Yeah. Right? Just saying. Yes. That's funny. Uh, so I guess. Um, I I really don't think that I can um, speak out loud about my final demon. So uh, what I'm going to say is um, check out Discord, guys. Join us at discord.gg slash jossplays. I am going to share over there, I think, because some things are easier to type than speak. And I've done enough crying on this episode already. (laughs) So um, I will absolutely share my final holiday demon with you guys, but I think uh, that is a better venue for it. So again, head over to discord.gg Slash Joss plays. That's J O C E P L A Y S, and uh, and join the conversation there. There are two different channels. Um, there's a, both a PG and an R-rated channel, depending on how much swearing you want to do when discussing your demons. Uh, and uh, yeah, so make sure that you go there and check that out. Uh, that is actually where our listener demon of the week comes from. Uh, this one I chose, and I know it's going to be a hot button issue, and um, There were a lot of different people talking about it, which is why I didn't pick any one specific person's comments because I didn't want to necessarily call anybody out. But um, I thought that tonight for listener feedback, we would just basically talk about uh, how to deal with post-election negativity on social uh, social email, social media. (laughs) And uh, basically dealing with people in your life and... um, that kind of have have different views than you do and uh, who maybe are now being negative and hateful, regardless of which side of the election they are on and, and how to potentially deal with that. So we've had a lot of discussions around the election and around kind of the fallout from the election. Um, if you are coming to the Discord to discuss these subjects, I ask you that you please remain respectful. That is one of the things that I think that our community has done a very, very good job of. And uh, we have people on both sides in the Discord, and everyone has been very respectful of each other. And so I'm proud of you guys. But if you are new to the Discord, I would ask that if you are discussing any of these kind of things, just keep it respectful. I will yeah. I, I will delete your messages and ban your ass if you're not. So yeah, don't be a dick. <laughs> just don't, just be, a don't dick. be a dick. Yeah, exactly. Um, well, and you just you just said the exact thing that people need to start doing on social media and or um, over the holiday table. Mm-hmm. And that is acknowledge that someone has a different opinion than you, but ask for respect that your opinions differ. 
And I don't think that we're not expecting you to be like, oh, that's going to be super easy with my family. (laughs) Like, we obviously understand that everyone's family is different and everyone's family members are going to be like way more vocal and in your face about it versus somebody else where you can just be like, please don't talk to me that way. And that person will leave where the other person will get more agitated. We understand that. And we're sorry if you have to deal with it. Do your best. That's all I can ask of you. Yeah, it's it's really all you can do is do your best. And the the saddest part about this particular elect, election result is how um, how nasty it's become mm-hmm. on Divided. on both sides on both sides Divided. for sure. Yeah, on both sides, and you know, and it's just um, it it becomes it's personal attacks. It's um, you know, it's offensive, like really painful discussion about things that people like visceral topics. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, I don't know if we've really had as strong of a divide as we have in the past. And so, um, you know, we can think that we did, like, if you look back at the previous election results, like when George Bush was, was elected, um, you know, people were very divided when, um, and then when Obama was elected, it was very divided. You know, there was a lot of stuff. But man, so I, I mean, I'm only going to speak for myself personally, but if someone is vindictive and spiteful about voting for Donald Trump and you know, that the things that I see a lot of are we won. Um, and now all of you who aren't white can get out of my country mm-hmm. and I have no time for you. I want you out of my life and I don't want to talk to you. Like there's no conversation. There's no dialogue. Yeah. to be had there. And, um, so that's where, you know, I've kind of been dealing a little bit in absolutes in that way. If, if this is how you stand and, and you want, I go live your life. That's fine. We're just not going to mix. Mm-hmm. That's how I see it. And, and I don't think that there's a problem with removing that kind of negativity from your life, from your friends list, from your follow list. I think sometimes, um, you might be a little bit hesitant just because they have been in your life for so long. And obviously that becomes a lot harder with either people you've known in real life for a really long time, people you maybe knew in elementary school, high school, college, you know, that, that have been around for a while or, you know, potentially family members, because I have some family members who swing way far right. And, Mm -hmm. um, I think really what it comes down to is I'm seeing, and this is from a very outsider perspective. If any, if any of you don't know by now, I am Canadian. I am not American. This is not my election, but I feel very invested in it because I have, um, the majority of my business is done in the States. Uh, the majority of my friends live in the States and we also share a ginormous border with you guys. (laughs) So Mm -hmm. I, I feel, um, well, I guess when we were talking about this, um, right at the, literally the day of the election, I said, you know, like I feel, powerless because like I I literally couldn't vote <laughs> like if I could have voted I would have voted but I, I literally couldn't it's it's not my country um but I feel so invested and I think um that investment needs to kind of it needs to still be there going forward but it needs to be respectful I think yeah. that um 
if you're going to keep people in your life who are on the other side of the of the political spectrum from you, what you need to do is you need to have those conversations. And I've seen a lot of people and um, a co-host of mine on an earlier show today literally said like, oh, well, yeah, we just won't be talking about politics at this family dinner. And I think that's the wrong reaction. I think that more so than ever before, this is the time to have the conversations, the respectful conversations, because I'm seeing a lot on both sides of really hateful, hateful things being said. And I think um, that basically, you know, a, a vote for Trump doesn't necessarily make that person a terrible person, doesn't make them a racist, doesn't make them any of those things. But I think they have some explaining to do because especially as somebody who has candidates in a totally different country, in a totally different electoral system, if any of our candidates had spoken the way that he spoke about people with disabilities, about minorities, about women, if those comments had been made, they would have been laughed out of whatever political venue it was. So yeah. the fact that not only was he was he taken seriously, but then was elected, I think you have to have the conversation to say, okay, why were you okay with all of those comments? Can you explain to me why you think it's okay to speak about other people the way he did? Mm-hmm. And I think that's the conversation that you need to have because yes. there there are a lot of issues that are, you know, economic issues. There's a lot of rural specific issues that I think are getting lost when people just blanket state and say Trump supporters are racist. Mm -hmm. Well, no, Trump supporters could be someone who's been out of work because industry closed in their town. And, you know, like his economic policies might be something that you want to back and that's fine. But I think in this specific election, this is when you need to say like, okay, but he said one, two, three things about women, minorities, and about disabled people, and how can you want that person to represent you, and and why do you think it's okay to treat other people like that? And that's the conversation that needs to be had, and, and, you know, try to bridge the gap in that way to say, as a woman, Mm -hmm. these statements make me uncomfortable, scared, hurt, Like, this is how I'm feeling and this is my experience because there's a chance that they don't know that. They don't know what it's like to be one of those groups, potentially. Or if they are part of one of those groups, ask them, how can you overlook this? Like, Why is this okay? Try to make me see your side. I think Mm -hmm. that's really what it has to come down to is, and you have to be open-minded. Like, me as a woman, I have to be open-minded to the person I'm talking to saying, like, I'm okay with the statement about women, women, because, you know, he didn't really mean it. Like, yeah, you know, and those are, that's the kind of stuff that you have to say. Yeah. But what if he did? Are you still okay with it? <laughs> you know, and, yeah. and ha- open up those lines of communication. Well, out of the three of us, I'm like the least political person. Like <laughs> I, you're like right, left, blah, blah. I'm like, I don't even know. <laughs> like, why do we even be? talk in directions? Like, why are we north-south? Like, <laughs> I'm like, I don't understand that. And it's because I've never been interested in that. Mm-hmm. Um, at the start of it, when he was a part of it, I was like, well, that's weird. Like, okay. And watching him progress, I was just like, I see where people are like, well, he's not a politician. I get that. 
I get the looking to something different. But once the hate started, I'm done. Mm -hmm. If you're going to talk shit about people I love, people I know, all that, I'm done with you. I am not listening to anything you say anymore. I'm sorry. Like, Mm -hmm. I, that's, I'm, and I'm seriously, I'm not political. I'm not diving deeper into it. I just, if it comes to the hate that he's saying, I'm out. And I'm, yeah, and where I'm just like, if that's what you're going for, then I'm breaking ties with you, which thank God, like for the most part, my Twitter and my Facebook feeds have been completely kind of empty of a lot of the fighting and stuff, which to me means I'm surrounding myself with people who are yeah. my tribe. Um, there yes. were a few where I was very confused of their stance because a close friend of ours, his partner is blah, 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 Trump, Trump. And I'm like, I don't understand how you can support that. Like as a gay male, like he's saying like, he doesn't like you. I'm just like, I don't understand, but I didn't unfriend him or anything. I just, that's your opinion. That's who you voted for. Yeah. I still love you. It's not hurting me, your choice, but there were other people who I know have lost friendships and family because of it. But for me, if you're going to be around me and not speak loving things to people, we're done. Yeah. Separate my, ways. My, the, kind of circling back to the to the topic at hand of like, you know, what do you do about these things on Facebook, social media, that kind of thing. And number one, you owe nobody at all a space on your social media feed. Yes. I don't care if they're, if they're a relative, your best friend, you do not owe anybody that space. That is your space. And you don't have to see things that you don't want to see. It's that simple. Mm-hmm. But we have these feelings of should, guilt, I, I, I'm supposed to, you know, these things that you're supposed to be friends with this person because they're your, they're your best friend from high school. Well, no, if you don't believe in it, if you don't believe in what they have to say, they, you don't owe them space. Mm-hmm. And the other part of this, and I think that, for me, this is what it is. This isn't a politics issue anymore. This is a morality yeah. issue. Yes. And so for me, everything that Donald Trump re- represents as a person, as a man, is completely against my morality. Mm-hmm. And the, the things that I hold dear is important to me as a good, decent person. And so that's why I'm just, you know, like, I'm sorry, but I can't have a discourse with someone who supports that. Because that's not who I am. And so that's why I'm like, and I'm the same as Nevermore. Like there is very, very little of that bullshit on my social mm-hmm. media feed because I don't let it be there. Yeah. Well, and people who are saying um, kind of about how Trump does support that community, but Pence doesn't, they're, they're a combo, guys. Like mm-hmm. they come together. Like if something happens to Trump, guess who our president's going to be? You know, you <laughs> voted for them as like a couple. They're going <laughs> forward together, guys. Yeah. So, I don't know a whole lot about Pence, but he scares the crap out of me. So for people who are like, well, I only voted for Trump. You voted for both. Mm-hmm. So you're yeah. getting both. And he's it's a package deal. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, it's a package deal. So when you're thinking about uh, social media, uh, you know, be ruthless about it. Mute those people. If you don't want to unfriend them on Facebook, um, you know, mute them on Twitter. If you don't want to, un- if you don't want to unfollow them, if, th- if that will make you, because those tools exist. Distance um, yourself guys, distance yeah. yourself. Yeah. So that's, that's the thing. And then, and then of course you've got 
the 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 big issue of sitting across a relative at a family gathering that's coming up that could be not allowing you to retreat from that. And then that's the statement of, I'm sorry, but we're going to have to agree to disagree because I don't believe we can have a respectful conversation about this mm-hmm. and, and yeah. you know, shut it down. And I feel like, again, I, I need to maybe be a little bit more articulate here and say like, when I'm talking about having a dialogue, I am talking about having a dialogue with people who are not being hateful and, you know, like, cause there, there are some people that you, that you just can't talk to. And, um, there's been some comments in the chat room right now too, who are basically saying the same sort of things as, you know, if there are people saying that I can be changed, like a fundamental, fundamental part of me can be changed through some course of action, then, you know, like I can't talk to those people. And that is, I think totally, completely valid because I think that is, that is basically hate speech saying I am going to zap you and turn you into what I think a perfect human being should be. That's hate speech. That is, that is some Nazi bullshit. So I think that, you know, that's where you have to start to, to draw the line and find, you know, who is just, who is actually hateful and who voted for Trump for other reasons. And the, and the other reasons people are the people you have to talk to. They're the right. people that you have to understand. You have to be open to and try to make them understand your worldview. The people who looked past all the stuff that you find to be immoral, that you find to be hate-filled, you know, that you find to be hurtful, but they look past it and they're like, oh no, but I don't support that part of him. I just support X part of him. Be like, yeah, but you, you voted for the whole package and that part of the package is what scares the crap out of me. Have those conversations, talk to those people and, and try to explain to them why you are now upset and scared because they're the people that are probably going to listen. Yeah. When I saw a story... Um, a lady was, she had to have the conversation with, I think it was her, uh, in-laws. Um, I think they told her they voted for Trump and I think she had children that were handicapped and she's like, how can you tell me a president who treated people so disrespectfully and your grandchildren are going to have to deal with people like this growing up? Like, why did you vote that way? You know, like they have, you have to have that tough conversation and have them explain it to you, you know, be like, fine, you did that vote for Trump, but are you going to stand up for your family? You mm-hmm. know, you have to surround yourself with a safe place. Mm-hmm. So yeah, not true. just during the holidays, you know, <laughs> all the time. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. So. I think that's probably going to do it for us tonight. Uh, Just a reminder, I am going to share my other demon and you can get in on all of the conversations over at discord.gg slash jossplays. So I highly encourage people to head over there. We've got uh, lots of other things on that channel too. It's not just slaying demon stuff. There's uh, there's some Hearthstone channels. There's some general chat. There's some memes. There's some fitness stuff. It's uh, all kinds of fun going on in the Discord channel. So make sure you guys are over there and joining the conversation. Uh, you can also send your emails with your demons if you wish for them to remain anonymous. Send those to demonspodcasts at gmail.com. Uh, you follow us on Twitter. We are at demonspodcast. Uh, Nevermore, where can folks find you? I am on Twitter at Quota Nevermore, and I am on Etsy at geekasylum.etsy.com. And I'm prepping stuff to do, hopefully, if I have time, I'm making time, uh, the Shop Small Saturday. 
Um, I'm Ooh. planning some stuff for that uh, where I what, might. What is post, that? Um, it's so, a small business <laughs> Saturday. <laughs> it's so, so you have Thanksgiving. Okay. You have Black Friday, which is like crazy sales. You have Shop Small Saturday, where you're supposed to shop locally and with handcrafted people. And then Cyber Monday is like more deals. So you guys don't do anything on Sunday? Or have you just not decided on a funny name to give Sunday yet? I think they just haven't decided what name they want Sunday. Football. (laughs) So anyway, I might be posting, um, like I have some D20s that I haven't had new pictures of yet um, that I might start getting photos of and offer them to like friends and Twitter people first. And then after that, post them with I have I have the cutest thing guys for my pictures I it's ridiculous I found this little thing it's Santa okay so for my pictures I'm gonna put like the d20s like in there like he's looking at the chimney she's got a a Santa with a chimney there and uh (laughs) standing over the chimney so she's gonna put the d20s inside the chimney we're just standing over so I found that as my new product uh display thing so I'm gonna do new pictures with that for the holidays and then change it out later on but yeah, so on my Twitter, I'll be posting all that kind of stuff. So check it out. That's awesome. And Jules, where can folks find you? You can find me on Twitter at Jules RPG, and you can find the other podcast that I do, which is Torrent Think Tank, and that is on Thursdays at eight o'clock central. We will actually be doing it on Black Friday this week at two o'clock in the afternoon. So if you aren't normally around, I've got a cat like rubbing my leg. Uh, <laughs> you aren't normally around. You can come by and check us out on Friday at 2 p.m. at twitch.tv slash Torrent Think Tank. Uh, and, uh, I'm also a personal life coach. So if you are interested and want to talk to me a little bit about that, um, about what I do and how I can help people meet their goals and kind of work through some of their problems, uh, you can send me an email at jules at torrentthinktank.com. If you like how Jules is all put together and Jocelyn and I are like sporadic and falling apart. <laughs> Hot messes, I believe. Jules. <laughs> I think we're only together as much as we are because of Jules. That oh, that's not very, true Very, very, very true. <laughs> that no, is not it, true at all. I think it's gotten way better. <laughs> I, I feel way better since I've talked to Jules weekly for the last 10 weeks, let me tell you. Oh, thank you. Thank you, Beth. Uh, you can find me on Twitter and Twitch. I am at Joss Plays. You can also find episodes of this show as well as links to everything I do at JossPlays.com. That is J-O-C-E Plays.com. Thank you guys so much for spending this week with us. Enjoy your holidays. Enjoy your Thanksgiving. And we will see you guys next Tuesday. Bye, guys. Bye.